Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Pub Table Racers. Hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Last to talk to everybody. My name is Tim Packman. So next to me is my friend of 24 years and co-host and co-owner of Pub Table Racers, Warren Grossell. There you go. How you been, bud? Good. Good. You? Uh, you know what? Did a little traveling? A little traveling. Yep, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm off tomorrow for some more traveling. Um, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we got a good show tonight. We have with us uh, Ryan Flores. Tire changer, fabricator, works at Team Penske, championship indoor TQ midget racer, just won another race at Wall Stadium for the Street Stock Derby or Turkey Derby, and he's going to join us tonight and talk about his life and all the cool stuff he has. He's also a business owner, which you'll find out in a little bit. Uh, Warren, why do we have a book of what? Unsung hero. Unsung of the hero. Sport. Okay. I got to get that in there okay, because we'll this, that's why we do this. Uh, we have a bucket of beer in front of us because, because we like to sit around. Talk about racing, drink beer, and get these unsung heroes in on our show. Exactly, and we didn't let them speak their minds. Exactly, and Miller Highlight. We can't get Kevin Harvick like Dale Jr. We could. Well, we have Robinson. We've had a lot of people have been on. You never know. It's okay. We're gonna run our own race, and he he's got a little bit of a pull, but that's okay. But I told you, we did get a compliment a few weeks ago from Mike Davis, who said outstanding product in PTR. So I'll take that. I'll take it too. Okay. Uh, we are coming live from the Rapid Removal Studios right here in Mooresville, North Carolina, uh, also known as uh, Warren's Man Cave. <laughs> and this is our big exotic setup. Um, let's Jones talk about our sponsors. Um, rapid Removal. Warren, if I want to get rid of um, remodeling, construction, garbage, well, not so much garbage, you just clean out a house, house. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Darren, Darren has uh, boxes. Yeah. Uh, Dumpster boxes. Yep, 20 yards. And and they roll off. Right. And they don't damage anything. No, they, have, they sit on tires. They, they, Soft they, tires, so there's no, no damage. Yeah, no damage. And you'll put it in your Perfect. put it in your area of responsibility Perfect. and you can fill it up and Perfect. get rid of it. There you go. Call them at 704-507-7833. But call them after the show. That's all we ask. You can wait. Um, also, we'd like to thank our friends at RacingJunk.com. Uh, buy, sell, trade, anything and everything that has wheels, uh, just check them out. They have nuts, the, bolts, bolts, wheels, whatever they, they have, clothing, everything. Go check them out. We appreciate that. And also uh, the Garage Shop, our affiliation with them, Aaron Brown and the guys over there. Um, they are going to be busy this week, as myself is, and RacingJunk.com. Uh, we're going to PRI, Performance Racing Industry in Indianapolis. Uh, leave out tomorrow morning. We're in booth 5349, the safety cleaning booth. And we have the big Dodge Daytona sitting there. So nice. Yeah, it'll be good. I'll look forward to it. I just got back from Reno for the Racing Promoter Promotions Month. I sure did. Arms are killing you. Oh well, yeah, it was You're terrible. That's, that's fine. But I had to go Salt Lake first. It was kind of cold, so we went over the Salt Flats, mm -hmm. and I was like, I was there. Um, oh, I didn't drink to the toast thing. I'm pretty good. Oh, no, I drink it. There's only two kinds of beer: cold and free. Exactly. Or provided. I like to go with that. <laughs> Every show. <laughs> uh, we are accepting sponsors, by the way. Uh, rapid removal will be going away in a little bit. We appreciate his time, but we now have room for a new title sponsor. If you want to be a sponsor, it could be the Your Name Studios. That's it. Perfect. And now with us going to Speed51.tv, a lot more eyeballs, eyeballs on her product. A lot. Uh, and yours. Exactly. So we'll be there. Uh, Racing Promoters Workshop out west. It was good to see everybody. And be back in the business. Short track racing, I, I, it's thriving. It's doing good. 
in some areas and a lot that's of your interest. namesake what's that that's your namesake what's that's that? your short that's your that's your root your, it is your bread and butter first your, job that's what you do first job ever was cooking the concessions at Lancaster right. Speedway uh, so out there doing that uh, also uh, did that oh real quick uh, Rich Bickle wrapped up his 45-year racing career at the Snowball Derby didn't have great results but um, I give the man credit I mean he's he's like a true racer he just loves the race uh, one out, uh, only five-time winner of the Derby. And we, I've been friends with him for 21 years now, and I have nothing but mad respect for him. And the sport's going to miss a guy like that that went through all the stuff he went through in the short tracks and super late models and trucks and cup and Xfinity. Yeah. Uh, I'll say a I'll say, uh, uh, Wisconsinite racer right, yeah. right. Uh, like myself. Yep. And uh, just a great guy. Yeah. A, a, a true racer but you just you just mark him down as a true racer yeah. uh left left here when he left here went after his uh after his stint mm -hmm. in trucks and cup and went back home and and they and do they do stuff for about five years and and still got late mod, but went late model yeah. racing and still still kicked ass finished it kicked ass and finished his career yeah. with Seven wins this year. A lot of good, yeah, a lot of good so. stuff. Did a big tribute to him, a big banner and yeah. everything. So it was great. So Rich Pickle, here's you, my friend. Cheers, Rich. Congratulations on your career. Um, Absolutely. That's it. Uh, there won't be another like him. I can, I can honestly say that. You I know, uh, so I say it like this: Go not ahead. the, not the downsides yeah, that, that's fine. but you know, he reminds me a lot of Dick Trickle. Exactly. And Jim Sauter right. and a lot of my other, you know, Matt Kens, my sure. other Wisconsin Wisconsinites. Here? And there could be another like him. Could be. But we'll have to wait. Right. We'll have how to about, wait. How about that? We're I don't see one of the next two, three years. We're going to have to wait. Right. <clears throat> so anyway. He's definitely one of a kind. Yes, exactly. Uh, happy birthday to my baseball hero, Johnny Bench. Okay. So I throw that in there. Throw it in there. I threw it in there. And uh, a special tribute to um, Pearl Harbor Day is today and the people in the, uh, in the Navy that were affected and the military affected on that day. 80? Eighty years ago today. Eighty years. Ago. Eighty years ago today. Wow. Yeah. I watched the movie Midway flying out to Reno. Unbelievable movie. Very timely. So it's good. Also, if you're watching and you work at Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, please reach out to me if you not get an invitation. Uh, invite only to the uh, DEI Highway Reunion. Oh, sorry, can't say that. The Highway Three Reunion uh, taking place next weekend. Uh, get in touch with me for details. I'll send you the invite. Uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of people there. It'll be held in Kannapolis. Um, it's time we got together and hung out. We're doing a big sure. group picture by the Dale statue at 4 p.m. It starts at 3. Uh, but come uh, reach out to me and I'll send you an invite if come I have one. Come on. And if I, you have, know someone I haven't invited, please let me know that. Okay, so we're good there. Um, let's talk about news real quick. Uh, biggest one for me was um, GMS and Richard Petty Motorsports. GMS Richard Petty Motorsports. Did you know that was coming? Uh, you know, there was some, there was some scuttlebutt about right. it. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, you know, I, I liked the uh, forty-two, forty-three like thing that, too. that yep. came out. Yep. Um, Ty Dillon in the forty-two and uh, Eric Jones in the forty-three. Um, good stuff, right? Um, forty-two, forty-three. Yeah, so I'm going back to the uh, mellow yellow car. Mellow yellow. But then it's perfect. Forty-two. You could do that as a throwback. Forty-two is not getting used anymore. Can ask these out. Uh, quit George and Merry Christmas fellas thank you for another episode uh, speaking of other episodes but let's squeeze it in uh, on the two weeks from tonight be the 21st right 
I, if you say so. Well, it's seven times fourteen. Yeah. Um, our guest will be Larry McReynolds, the one and only. Okay. So we'll have him on. So that'll be our Christmas show. Uh, it'll be big. It'll be big. We, it was big last year. We were going to get John McClain, but <laughs> he's at the Nakatomi yeah, Tower. Exactly. Saving exactly. lives. He's too busy saving lives. Get a beer, Tim. Skippery Bay Skip, Steve Batoknock from Disney, Florida. Wow. You're watching us? You getting bored with the mouse there, Stephen? Uh, Mary Stevens, 79th birthday of Peter Tamarkin, game show host. Okay. Didn't know that. Uh, what else do we have here, real quick? Um, so that, um, Nice Motorsports, uh, news came out today. They finally filled all four of their trucks for next year. And uh, did you watch the banquet at all? Uh, I did a little bit. Um, I was a little bit miffed. Uh, can I say miffed? Yeah. You get what miffed sure. is? Yeah. On why Chase Elliott looked like the guy from Poltergeist with that hat on. Uh, uh, anthrax among the living. Right. He had that hat on. I saw. I, I was saw. Like, What's his hat? I had no idea where they came from. <laughs> you ever see Poltergeist? Yeah, I, yeah. The guy. Yeah, the I, get, I, I don't always look. I, Chase had that hat. I was like, Hey, but kudos to your team. Your guys did the the burn did a three-way burnout. Burn burn yeah. I thought that was like that was cool as hell. I thought that was great. That was like the best burnout ever. It was pretty cool. And all three together, so it was good. Uh, David Johnson says, "Hey guys, so he's uh, he's joining us tonight." We're watching you, David. Don't worry. All right. I think we're good. We're good. You ready? We're good. Let's bring them. Let's bring on our Bring guests. it. All right. Uh, we now have coming to the chair, uh, Mike Wallace of Super PRD. Not yet, Mike. <laughs> uh, Ryan Flores. He is a fabricator, tire changer, over-the-wall guy, championship TQ midget indoor racer, just won the street stock race at the Turkey Derby. Yeah. Okay. And you also own your own company. Called Flow Powder, is that right? Yeah, Flow Coating. Flow, flow Coating, sorry. Coating, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. So, hey, first of all, thanks for joining us. And can you share on Bob Nelson? You can have a highlight. It's not mandatory. Champagne. The champagne and beer. It's not mandatory, but it, it helps. Uh, you can sip it. That's fine. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for coming Cheers, on. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for coming. Flores Powder Coats are seats. They do a great job. Andy Crying from uh, Butler. Nice. So, Andy yeah. uh, from Lancaster State. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Start yeah. All right. First of all, where's your hometown? So I grew up in Manasquan, New Jersey, which is right next to Wall, New Jersey, right. which is uh, where Wall Stadium is. Right. So right there on the Jersey Shore. And did you go to that track a lot as a kid? Grew up there. I mean, I've been going there since I was in my mom's stomach, right? And had, <laughs> had a lot of uh, a lot of memories there. First time someone said that. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I went around Watkins Glen when I was in my mom's. in a Corvette, so it's in a Corvette, so it's great. Sorry, it just threw me there. Um, so when did when did you go from fan of the stands to you know working or racing or what was your first yeah, step? Yeah, in what was yeah. your first stint of racing or your first taste of going to the racetrack, like with your mom or dad? So and, yeah, I reflected on this a lot because uh, my dad was a street stock racer. Okay. And, um, there's a junkyard, the Blewett's own it now, Jimmy and John Blewett, uh, but the Osborne's owned it then, and it was kind of a, a good group of guys that would all build their cars out of there, and I remember going, driving from there one day in the middle of the wrecker, just going to Wall Stadium for practice, and, and just growing up, uh, you know, on the open trailers, racing street stocks with my dad, and I started driving when I was uh, five years old. They put a quarter inch of track behind Wall Stadium, we started racing there. Okay. Five, so, I've been doing it for a long so time. So, your dad built your car? Or your dad and your uncle, whoever. Yeah. You you got a car when you were five, and you were you were uh, quarter midget racing. 
Yeah, I was not very good when I started. <laughs> Actually, Stephanie Russo, who's the official, yeah. her yeah. brother was my best friend in novice school. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. she's up right there. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick for a move. I forgot one thing. Folks, Christmas is coming. We have merchandise. We have all kinds of great merchandise. We have, what do we have, Warren? We have tumblers. We have those beautiful hats, hats in front of you. And we also have uh, T-shirts. Right, you see right there. Ooh. It'll look good on you too, like it does on Warren. Exactly, good stuff. Fitted. And by the Fitted. way, we are Fitted. throwing. I am in a Santa Claus giving mood tonight. So anytime you buy any item, we will throw it. Right, I'm kidding. I can absolutely free, absolutely free. Two stickers for every product order. Right. How's that for generous? Nice. Gosh, just because we love you people so much. Okay, there we go. Uh, Johnson did not see the GMS Petty deal coming. I don't think a lot of people did. So I know. So you started racing. Thank you for let's do a quick commercial. Oh. Um, you started racing, and then at five, at five, and your progression—you weren't very good, you said. Well, the first couple of years were a little yeah. rough, but five. it was fun. I mean, yeah. it was me and my dad did it out of my van, out of a back of a van, right? Forever, you know. <laughs> That's all you need, yeah. And it was kind of the progression of like people would show up at bigger trailers, and it became crazy to them. We just raced that back this yeah. plumbing van and move the fittings over and and get the car in there, and then uh, we went to race. So you're pretty much rich. Yeah, it's loaded. You're loaded. Yeah, loaded with plumbing fittings. Yeah. Oh yeah, silver piping. Copper's yeah. <laughs> up right now. Right? You were born with copper. Copper pipe in your mouth. No silver spoon here. No silver spoon here. So you you progressed from there and, and you started. When did you start getting good? Uh, so we won a championship, I think, my last year. My last year racing, I was 13 or 14, okay. and then we moved up. You couldn't race New Jersey. New Jersey's weird because it's the, the racing is run by the state police. Exactly. So oh. I couldn't even get in the pits till I was 18, nope. right? So I'd work on the car. Like, we'd race at East Windsor on Friday nights, and I'd work on the dirt. It was, that was a dirt track. I'd right. work on my cousin's car all week, and then they'd, we'd get to the track, and I'd have to go sit in the stands for, like, five hours before the race started and watch them grade the track. <laughs> Sure. Um, so uh, while in New Jersey at that point in time, it was a really good racing scene. Mm -hmm. You could race New Egypt, uh, we Bridgeport on mm -hmm. Fridays, New Egypt on Wednesdays, Wall Stadium on Saturdays. You can go to yeah, Bridgeport had over there. Yeah, you could you could do a lot of we do. you could do a lot of racing back then. Um, now everything kind of races on Saturday night, so it conflicts. Right. But but back then it was spread out, and it was a really it was a really good time to to grow up there. So when you're going through, and then you moved up from there, you moved into the. Moved into Pinto's actually in Mahoning Valley. So yeah, that's where I was Mahoning going with Valley, that. Okay. It was okay. weird. It was weird. We couldn't race uh, in New Jersey, so we went to Pennsylvania. Right. That went on for a little bit, and my parents kind of a little bit of a broken home, and and everything kind of got split up there. And I was kind of on my own at fourteen, and I moved in with the Bluets. So my mm. I, wow, like, like my I wasn't like on my own out the out right. nothing, but I just needed to get away from home, right? right. Sure. So yeah, I I know what you I know what's going yeah. on. So I moved into the Blewett's garage, and that was like, uh, oh, this is like, John Blewett the third was winning tour races. Jimmy was coming up and winning championships at Wall Stadium. Um, rough junkyard family, like, like very much so a family that it is tough love. And tough love and work workaholics, right? Workaholics and hard, the hard yeah. way, right? Uh, no, go to bed, do your chores, I love you. Right. Yeah, there's no shortcuts. So I would go there after school, and my mom would pick me up at like 7 a.m. and bring me to school in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so it was, a, it was a great experience. I'm sure. Learned a lot of life lessons so that's, there. You were done. You were done in the You were... You were done in early age. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never there saw was, yourself doing anything different. I, I looked at, I was home the other day, and I looked at my, I wrestled in high school, and my senior brochure said, um, everybody's like, going to Rutgers, going right. to Princeton, right. going to move to North Carolina, try to work for a race team. You know? <laughs> so so that's, like, that's kind of where, you know, once once I kind of got realized what, 
what it took to drive the cars <laughs> right. and kind of the sure. funding it took. And I was behind behind the times on the funding and all that and mm -hmm. kind of getting that. So we started, a, me and my cousin started a fabrication business in North Carolina. So we build uh, bodies for modifieds for like the Truexes, Timmy mm -hmm. Air. And you're how old at this point? I was uh, 16 or 17. Okay. You were living here? I was, I was still there. Okay. okay. Yes. So when did the move come down here? Um, I moved here right when I was 19. So I had some friends, the Molesworths. So through all this, like through all that whole time, um, my buddies, the Molesworths, they would race the summer, the summer shootout. Oh, yeah. We'd go racing in Virginia with them, racing because, like I said, this is all a product of New Jersey not letting young kids race. Right. We'd have to go other places, so we'd race in Virginia, Southside Speedway, Old Dominion, and then we'd go to the summer shootout every Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday was practice, Wednesday was a race, or maybe it was Monday, Tuesday. Um, met a lot of people there, and that, that that when I moved down here, they bought a house on Lake Norman because they wanted to go late model racing. Uh, they said, "Hey, we got this house. We want to go live on the couch." So I moved down here. <laughs> kind of couch guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, couch I mean, that's, that's it. We all yeah, start on somebody's like, couch. Yeah, and I, you were kind of giving me a spare bedroom. When <laughs> <I came. laughs> well, yeah, I was on a couch when I came. Yeah. When I came here. Sure, yeah. You got no choice. Really. No, I mean, if, if you, you want, want to do this, exactly. Yeah. Bad enough. Yes, I wrote it up, and I kind of went around and just—I didn't know anybody. I knew Richie Evans Jr. was the okay. only one I knew, and. Um, I gave my resume to like everyone and Roush called back. I was, I was working on legend cars. I'd been here for two months and Roush called back and they were like, can you come in and talk to us? And I talked to him, went, went in there. I, I wanted to be a spotter cause that's what I did for Jimmy and John. Okay, okay. I was a fabricator, but I was just a racer. Like a short track racer to me, we just did everything. It was like, yeah. okay, hey, go build that nerve, right, they come out right. these tires, then we're going to put these shocks you, you, on. You don't those. necessarily think of yourself as a fabricator because no. you just think everybody does it. Yeah, the nose had to be built. Right. right? Like, yeah. It's like, all right, and go weld that up. Yeah. So you just learned how to weld because yeah, it was fun. Like, I wasn't trying to, it was before, like, I wasn't trying to do it to be cool for Instagram. It's just that needed to be done, right? So you just... Yeah, oh, just, I'm yeah. laying dying. Yeah, baby. No, like, I never, like, you didn't take a picture. No, I was back there. Oh Make sure they looked at you. Yeah, you were doing it. Corporate Instagram. Suck at healthy. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, so um, I got. They were like, we don't have a spotting gig for you. It was at the truck shop. Okay. I used to just go. Like, I used to just get lost in Mooresville. We lived off Stutz Road. All right. Um, yes. Down on Commodore Loop, right across. It was on the road. Oh, yeah, I was, it was on, really no, nice. I was at uh, Shoreline and Stutz. I yeah. exactly where you were. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. It was a cool little beat. It was a cool little, like, lake house. I lived on Commodore, too. Yeah, we had a great time there. But I went. It was, like, really abrupt. I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out all night and, you know, waking sure. up late. And mm -hmm. then they were like, hey, we got a job open in our cup shop as a fabricator. Wow. Be there at 5.30 a.m. Monday morning. We worked 6.30 to 5.30 then, at, in the and it was in the finish fab shop. Right. So I went in there at 19. We um, went from short track to Roush Cup. Yeah. That's a hell of a jump. Yeah, and I went in there, I built Valances, right? It was the, it was 07, so it was the year that they were, the first year, the CT car, so it was like half and half. Uh, so we'd run like the short track. Yeah, with the, with the, with the plastic valance, or yes. metal and plastic. So right. you'd have plastic valances and side skirts, and when right. I, I was there for four years, and when I went in there, like I'd build the valances, and when I left, I could do everything. Yeah. I, it was like I went to college. Oh, you learned everything. Oh, I learned good. how to TIG weld. I learned how to go on the road and do tires. Larry Carter, they gave me the nickname Flea uh, because everybody from Jersey was dirty and had fleas. So Flea uh, stuck. Okay. I had about 5,000 nicknames at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. that was just cup racing. And it was funny, like 10 I weeks. I call them Flonies. Yeah. <laughs> 10 weeks into my cup career, I got a, a guy missed the plane.
uh, on the 26 car. Okay. And I had to, like, I went and was, like, pit support on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, Is that with McMurray? Yeah, with McMurray. Okay. Uh, and we, we went, I just, when Larry Carter took my name yep. and filled out my paperwork for hard card, and Matthew Bradich, who he's in New York now, but he came to me and said, hey, man, you got to fill out your paperwork because Larry just sent all of your license stuff to NASCAR as the name Flea. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, one word, like I was seal or some sort of all this. Uh, so, it's like, like Bell. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he has a real name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, that was fun. That was kind of like, and then with, you know, the Larry Carter and that whole group were really good racers. Ben oh, yeah. Home, Derek Stan, a lot of good guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I taught myself as when I was there as well. I was like, man, this picker guys, I, that looks like fun. Yeah. And they were like, they're never going to be able to do that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go out Try. to the pit. Like, I'm going to go Really? Drive. Someone told you that. Oh, right? no, not someone. Everyone. Really? Um, We've we heard it. Don't you hate... Didn't that piss people. you off? Uh, yeah, but yeah. it was like... Motivation. It was like, if I saw me then, I'd probably be like, yeah, this kid will never be a tire changer either. I was like 130 pounds. And and it was kind of... No, but it's almost perfect. It, it was, yeah. Low to the ground. I mean, the build is sure. like... You got to be lanky. You got to be, you know. Uh, I mean, you got to be about that buck thirty, buck fifty, yeah. lanky. I weighed that for a week, really. and speedy around the car, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was. So it was. Uh, it was a grind there. Like I, I felt like I, that. Felt like that was my college. Right. I never went to college. I was never real studious or a good student. Yeah, right. But I went there and I, I left there, like bulletproof. Like I could do anything. I could do tires. I could, you know, sling springs. Whatever we need to do. Fabricate. I. I did Those you start changing then? Started so they wouldn't let me ever change. Warren, what was he? He was a he's a roofer because because everything from the roof down. That's what Ryan could do. Okay. That's one of so, my favorite phrases. I yeah, I built I, for a whole year. I built rear windows and that was it. Wow! But I was excited because we had the bush cars came down there, so I built the three piece right. that bled air and all. Oh that. yeah, you're cutting them. But, and, yeah, oh, the whole people don't even know what used to go in the windows. But they wouldn't let me go change tires they were like no you're a fabricator you're not going to go do but that but you were practicing but i was i would go out there until my freaking knuckles bled. and okay At lunchtime they called us the lunch bunch and then after work and uh i got a job i got a bobby hutchins yeah who i had it was it came full circle we'd come down here and race the smart tour mm-hmm. are we drinking the bobby hutchins that's no we're just <laughs> drinking to the, i'm irish and um so, I will. He's a great guy. So, uh, awesome. I need another beer. I had met him at Martinsville. And I said, "Hey, I'm trying to break into changing tires, and right. you know, I can do this stuff." And I just, I feel like they never let me out of the finish fab shop at Roush. By the way, when I was 14 years old, I was at your house changing a motor when we were racing the Smart Tour mm-hmm. with my buddy. Uh, you know, he's like, "You were there that day?" I'm like, "Yeah." So like, you knew Bobby. So I didn't. Did, I didn't know him, but I've been. Yeah, I've been yeah, around, yeah. right? So he's like, you know, all the people come you on. Use come, that. Yeah. Come do. Come do a like a, a tryout. So I went there with Joe Piet, who was just at Penske again. He was the head coach, and I did uh, like four twelve eights in a row. Hmm. And they were like front or rear. I did both. Okay. At the time, and uh, they were like, they called me back. He said, hey, we're going to offer your deal. So I went over there as the development tire changer in 2011, and um, and I worked in the Aero Group. Because okay. I was a fabricator, and I worked with Scott Robinette, who's like one of the most badass yeah. unsung heroes of the sport. Yeah, right? great He's guy. Done everything, been tired, big, won a championship carrying tires for Earnhardt, sure. well, all the stuff, you know, just a great guy. Someone that no one ever hears of, right? Another another guy that you don't, yeah. right, that, that mm-hmm. has been through the ringer and you don't hear. So, about. question. Yeah. When you, 19 years old, you started Roush, 
can you share like what pay range you're in per week or was, yeah. it, was it yearly or what was it dude i would have taken like 500 a bucks week? a week right. but wayne godet who's still over there he's he's one of the best people to ever meet he was the finished fab foreman it was a six-week trial I was right on. and there was like eight other people that were in there and he came to me after three weeks and said you're awesome for a 19 year old you're, right. you're here all the time you're awesome we want to i'm signing you up and i think he gave me 50 or 60 grand a year which at that time i'm like whoa yeah that's about 800 that's pretty good at 19 at 19 i was like man this is great i'm rolling yeah i actually took a pay cut this is probably like what what year are we talking maybe oh okay oh seven so I mean, so you were living over on Commodore in 07. Yeah. So still, we were neighbors. Yeah, but I was still living. You said hate. 07 is a pretty good hate. I'll say it's one of our close hey, to our heyday. Because the next year. Our, you yeah. make, a lot of us were making pretty goddamn good yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't like, I I don't know. I just saw kind but of. You were killing it for 19. For 19, 19 yeah. That was good. And you're yeah, right. so home making shakes and fries for people. For right. Me. Yeah. So and that guy went to Rutgers. was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's bad. Better than paying 60 grand a year. Exactly. There's still some student loans out there. Yeah. So when you finally got on, your, what was your first over-the-wall experience in a race? I took my first ever one. I was still at Roush. Um, it was for Norm Benning at Martinsville. And I was like, huh. I mean, he gave me 100 bucks cash after I had to chase him down. Um, but he gave him hundred bucks. Chase Norm down to change. He was in the Soby. He was going so slow. In the Soby. In the Soby. Okay. And gave him hundred dollars cash, but I was just trying to get to the track. Right. Exactly. Um, and then Storehouse the next year went to R three. You were there. Yep. So that's where we worked together. Changed tires for R three. Robert Richardson Jr. Yep. And I was. Darian Grubb had met or called me to his office, and he said, "Hey." Darian Grubb's explains people know. Darren Grubb was a crew chief for Tony in right. 2011. And Stuart Haas. Yeah. Yeah. He said, hey, if um, if Bergie, you know, you guys know Bergie. Yeah, he I know said, Bergie. If Bergie thinks you're a good guy, if Bergie's got good stuff to say about you, you're on my team. Perfect. So I want you to come with me. Okay. So I would go, I, I would work, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, we would be in the wind tunnel. Mm -hmm. I would leave the wind tunnel right there, wind shear. Um, Windshear or aerodynamic? Windshear. Windshear. So we did all of our development stuff at Windshear. Yeah. And then we take all of our race cars to Aerodyne and test them there yeah. when we were at Storehouse because Storehouse owned Windshear. Yeah. That's so you true. had every Thursday block. And this is before there was any kind of. No. You could you could use as much Hold time as you wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you so, yeah. You'd run out of stuff. To do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Sorry. so I would leave there and go straight to the airplane. Like okay. I because wow. I, I didn't have any family or anything, so I'd go. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, pit practice and work in the shop. Then Thursday, we'd be at the wind tunnel. I'd leave, go to pit practice, come back to the wind tunnel, drive from the wind tunnel right across the street to the airport, take off, and I would find a truck deal, do the R3 Xfinity deal, and then back up for Tony on on Sundays. And I would help in the garage. Like I wouldn't just stay in the hotel. I'd go in when practice was running. Right. And Jabba was the car chief. He crew chiefs. Uh, you were. Jones. You were. Yeah, I just tried to learn. Yeah. I tried to be a student in the sport. Which is good because a lot of them try to now and go, I'm good. What do you, uh, well, it, it, there's also a divide there, right? Yeah. Like, like a lot of uh, there's, there was like I don't want to ever poo poo on pig. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know what you're trying to say. So, I'll, I'll say it so you don't have to. There, there's a difference between a guy that has come from a racing background and and become a tire changer, and there's a guy that is is an athlete 
who has become a tire changer. And that athlete, unfortunately, can't come into the garage and work on the car. Right. A guy who's done it the other way and is a, a fabricator and became a tire changer can come and work in the garage. In their defense, is that fair? Be, in their defense, it'd be like us trying to go play. Exactly. Read a, read a playbook for football, right? right? Yeah, I don't take nothing away no. from them, guys. It's, and it's not like, it's not. It's, it's just never, the way it it's is. It's just the way that they've been hired. The yeah. learning curve is faster. They, they, I've learned a lot from the guys that I work with that were professional athletes. I so your college was actually working? At Rouse. That was it. Yes, so that was it. Because yes. that's all you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, that so was it. So you were fine with that. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, Mule, David Nichols says, I remember that 19-year-old kid for sure. <laughs> and then he says, he's a closet tire specialist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I try to hide it, but yeah. every time... Every you don't, time want, to, you don't want to tell anybody? Wait a minute. Let me yeah. back your tires or drive a truck? Back that up. Uh, Bender says, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got two tire specialists. Yeah, every time, Mule, Mule seems to get hurt like once every other year. Twist his ankle, <laughs> hurts his back, and I always end up having to go right. do tires. But, uh, Probably because he's fighting again. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Hey, I'm upstate New York. Hey, I know. Trust me. Yes. Body slam Denny Hamlin every <laughs> once in a while. He's been more high rules, but, never, but not for Victory Lane. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, did you see that? Oh, we have a fight. Yeah. All right. So, by the way, if you have any questions or comments you want to chime in, please do throughout the night. Um, you know, Ryan's here to answer those. And uh, so, if you have any questions as you're listening along, just chime in because, as you can see, Mule and Bender did. But that's okay. We expect that. But anyone else watching, please, we have a we have a good amount of viewers tonight. So I knew good. we would. I knew yeah. we would. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, so your, your career is going along. You're 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 now an established tire changer. So what, remember your first victory. What was your first victory? It was a grind there. My first Cup victory. So I got. I went from like the 14. The first time I was ever in victory in the car was a 26 car at the the 400. Um, the coat. You know. The, Firecracker. July, 400. The firecracker 400. Okay. July he beat Kyle Busch the line by like an inch. Okay. Right? Um, went with Tony in 2011, won the championship. That was the year he beat Carl. Right. Five yeah. races in the chase. Yeah. That was just a surreal year, and that was really cool. Then the next year, I was still with them sometimes, but Danica ran a little bit of schedule. I changed rear tires for her. Okay. Um, and then the year after that was with uh, was with Newman. So I got to do a lot of stuff there. Kind of got moved around in the shop and was did did a lot like what you do. Uh, just for the 14 fit the cows do all the finished fit work kind of right. put the illegal stuff on after tech I don't do nothing. No, with that there's no legal stuff <laughs> But you know like try, try to do all that stuff and you're I was, rigidy I was like one of the guys that they didn't care if he got thrown out So hey go do that and like, we don't know what that kids doing, you know, <laughs> uh, so so that was cool um, But then opportunity came to go to Penske and kind of stuff went stale with tire changing at mm -hmm. Stuart Haas so I moved to, to go to Penske and uh, worked in the it was cool because I kind of got to do the fab stuff yep. at Roush and then I got to do the aero stuff and learn a lot about that good. then I got to do you know seven post and k-rig stuff Very at, good. at Penske so I feel like I'm well-rounded as absolutely. far as being able to do that absolutely and it helps with my own cars sure and so we get that one second uh, Keith Barton says good deal Ryan mentioned skin and bone yeah yeah Keith does our does all our blasting we okay, work together good. so it's nice another guy that's in racing that good. kind of started his own business we get to work together can you uh, can real you quick Tom B our number one fan we gotta take care of him yeah take care of you Tom. know how he gets if you don't um, who, I, I mean that nice way Tom uh, who was your favorite NASCAR driver uh, who what I, we were Elliott fans growing up you know my, okay. it was just whoever my dad likes right, right? Yeah, sure like Bill Elliott I always, um, you know, I've all, I always was like a, a guy like Jeff Gordon, 
and that stuff. And now, now it's you know my buddy Corey's probably my right. Corey right. Right. Yeah, as, as, as my so I don't want to be biased. That's fine. You bring up you do a podcast every week with him. It's called Stacking Penny. Yeah. And how do you? When is it? And how do you hear it? See it? So we do it uh, with NASCAR um, with our two friends Jonathan Merriman and Chuck Bush that work yep. for NASCAR. We do it. Uh, I think it comes out every Wednesday. We film on Mondays usually, and we just talk about racing and just try to give a an in depth, relevant. Uh, because you're on the inside of, the sport. of what's yeah, right. going we on. Had, we had Corey. Yeah. yeah so I like what you guys do. Same thing. No. You know, just so to, so but I, NASCAR doesn't want us to be on their stuff. I, I got to <laughs> ask you this. Um, <laughs> I want you to I want you to to explain to some of the folks that of your ups and downs, right? Because there's peaks and valleys in this. Oh. Oh, yeah. And and I know uh, your story getting to where you're at today, there was a lot of peaks and valleys of, of ups and downs, especially for a tire changer. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, uh, of of you uh, 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 working at Roush and then going to Stuart Haas and then ending up at, at Penske. So, you know, your your peaks and valleys, did, did, you, did you ever get, were you ever on a team that was a championship team and... And then you get shut down, and then you get oh, yeah. you get kicked off. So, so give us a give us a little bit of a Dude, give us a hint of that. There is a ton of there is a ton of valleys, or, or I would say peaks <laughs> the wrong way, right? Uh, okay, holes. Oh, I like that. So like so like Roush Roush wouldn't even let me go to the track to change tires. Like right, they, they were like no chance. And then got the store Haas and kind of had to fight for everything I had there, but still felt even my three years there, they kind of said, hey, if you want to move on, you can. And Penske had asked me to come to be on the two car right and i made it two stops in daytona 500 got pulled off okay that year i hurt my wrist at turkey derby okay. and i just they, they had developed a new pick on it, it just wasn't jiving and i got you know i left the place to go to another place and two stops into the daytona 500 i'm pulling gas right mm. so but but at that age at 20 24 25 years old yeah, i needed yeah. that humble pie right it, right i needed yes. that in my life and and been on, you know, then I get on the Xfinity car, right? We're going to win a championship. They pull me off for, for a guy that, from another company, right? Mm -hmm. They, and, and you just, okay. And then you just go, okay, I'm going to go on this other Xfinity car here and I'm going to make sure my numbers are better than his. Right. So it's all about how you took it. And right? never gave up. No, no. And even like up until two, three years ago, you know, they pulled our car, our team off the car when we were with Blaney, you know, and it was just like, you, you take that. And you get frustrated about it for a, a minute. little bit of kicking the like, teeth. Like I tell, like I tell guys now, because I'm I'm the longest tenured changer at Penske now. Right? Okay. Well, and I tell the guys now when they get moved, they say, "Be pissed off for a day." That's it. And then get the hell over it and get back and, to work. And move forward, right? Make, because you got to learn from it. Make it right? And we've all we've all been there, and it's you control what you can control, right? Joe Piet told me we need you need to put us in a position where we can't afford not to use you, mm -hmm. right? So advice. it's like, okay, I'm gonna put these guys in a position where when. We need someone whose numbers are the best. Who's doing the best? And it comes on numbers. Number right? It comes on numbers. It does, so but, then, there, but then there's also... I think know you two as a person. Which is, so we got, uh, let's see, Brandon Shirley says, I work with Ryan. The man bleeds racing. He's a good dude. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And Mike so, Allen. Both, both of them boys. All Mike, three of them. They're a BMX racer. Brent, Brent Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, those are all Roush big, guys. Yeah. Like Ryan Corey's favorite those, Yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are all Roush guys. Yeah. So. So, so real quick, I'm going to say it like this, and I because I've been thinking about this all day. You know, um, you're you're to me. You're a very humble individual, and I like the fact you you remind me of, of another person I know named Jason Palmer. I don't know if you know oh, Jason yeah. Palmer, but I watch you uh, on pit road 
you know, I'm at the racetrack, I watch Empire Road, you have a bad stop, you come over to one, you go, oh well, next one will be better. Right. You know, you don't fluster, you don't get pissed off, you don't throw things, you you turn into a, someone who says, I'm just going to be better next time, and it's like a quarterback, it's like Brett Favre throwing three interceptions saying, yeah, I'll just, we'll, we're still going to win the game. Cool. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I like that about you. Because you and you take you take responsibility yeah. for it too. Well, it's not a it's not a luck thing, right? Like we're not doing good pit stops or bad pit stops off of luck. Right. Sometimes you have bad luck, sometimes you have good luck, but like the work is put in, right? And yep. through those trials, the it's just been more work. It's just been more work. Okay, how, okay, I got taken off the car for this. How do I fix it? How, what work do we put in? So when I have a bad pit stop, it's not like. Freaking gun don't work. It's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what, what I love about you. It's, well, it's. it's why did I have a bad pit stop? Yeah. How do I fix it for the next time? What adjustment do I have to make? It's just like when you go to the racetrack and your car is slow. You don't go, this thing's a piece of shit. You go, okay, do I have the right springs in? Where do, where's yeah. the What do I need to do? Exactly. This, this is on me. Yeah. Oh, it's not emotional. Like, obviously, like we, I was on a team with Brad. We lost the championship in Phoenix, right? I, I was the, the first time I ever went to win a race, yeah. I was on the 39 car at Richmond. Okay. And Clint Boyer got an itchy arm. Right. right. <laughs> so, so I was there. Like, I was. I lived it. That yeah. was like my eighth. That was like my eighth race as a cup tire changer. Right. And we got beat off pit road. And it was Mikey Lingerfeld, Ryan McRae, and the '99 yeah. team who was good. Yeah. And they were telling us to suck it. Like as close as I could ever be. There were two stalls away from us, and you're like, "Oh, that did not feel good." <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to do that ever again. So you just learn. Like that's yeah. you. You learn. Those guys now are like are gone. Yeah. Like a lot of them. But you learn from that, and you're like, okay, the Ira Joe Hussies of the world. Yeah. And, you know, the guys that I learned from that were like, that I thought that they're real dudes. So to me, though, you know, and I thought about this for a long time tonight because I knew you were coming. I'm thinking, all right, what do I say to him? I'm going to say, because of your your experience and your time, you're top five. I, it just depends on the day. Well, okay. okay. I, knew, I, knew, I knew he would. Yeah. I knew he wouldn't because uh, right. I'm like, okay, is is Ryan a top ten guy? Is he a top? I'm like, eh, he's probably one of the top five front tire changers on pit road, you know. So I'm going to give you that credit, you know. On any given day, you're you're top one, but you're you're in the top. You're in that. You're you know. You're in that near, you're in a very me. narrow bracket of being one of the best out there every week. Here's what I'll pride myself on at the end of the day on anything else, right? With everybody that's changing tires at this level is fast, right? right. Everybody that's changing tires on a, on a top 20, top 30 car in a cup series is good. They're very good. And they can go, you can you can all go as fast as the next guy depending on your carrier, your jack man, the people you're with. But what I, what I pride myself on is when that thing comes in with a flat or the right front fender blowing off of it, like it did at Kansas. That thing come in with a right front fender ball and this. we're in the playoffs. And we send it out in 15 seconds with right side tires and the fender fixed and it doesn't come back and we finish the stage one lap down and get right. a lap back. That's the stuff that I want to be. Like, hey, when shit hits the fan, I want that guy. So, right. so, and what I'll say about that is that's why I want a guy who is a fabricator and, and a tire changer at the same it. time yeah. to fix my right front fender. And not to take anything away from any of the athletes that are out there, yeah. that but they can't do, do the that. same like, thing. Hey, someone's going to do that, right? Okay. Let's go to uh, TQ Midget Indoor Racing. Let's yeah. Jump. All right. How did that start? It started when they first came. When they when they when Lenny Sammons and the Sammons family yeah. first brought that back to Atlantic City, 
I was racing Bandoleros, and they had us race there that year. I remember, yeah. Um, I finished second in that race to David Reinhardt, his his brother Kyle, younger brother Kyle, uh, drives 410 sprint cars, full-time mm -hmm. PA posse guy. David works on my TQ now with us, and he's just an awesome guy. But through there, started watching guys like Joey Payne and Lou Ciccone that kind of became my heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was just an awesome deal to watch. Yeah. And um, a couple of years later, when I was working for Tony, I always kind of had that love for midgets and modifieds and just yep. my dad was always big on like hey let's load up and go to grandview let's load up and go to lincoln let's right. go watch here we would go we would go to pennsylvania watch dirt race and watch asphalt race and we weren't one dimensional and he always loved kind of everything so midgets were always really cool to me yeah. and i got an opportunity to, through joey Payne, who's a real good friend of ours to drive one one year and we had some really good success but I ended up missing the show by like a spot um <laughs> And an opportunity came up to buy one of the cars that they were building. That was one that I that I had, and I ended up buying it. Like I, I, I put together, I literally put together all the cash money I made from changing on trucks and Xfinity cars all year. Like put it under my bed, and then paid for this midget. And I was like, and I got it, and um, didn't get the race at the first year just because I moved around and then started racing it. And the first race I ever ran, I passed Teddy Christopher and finished second. Right, and it was cool wow, because like Teddy, like Teddy, I never really liked Teddy because I never knew him. Right, but we were always racing against him with the blue right. bits and stuff, and he stuffed me in the tires the first time I ever got anything. In, in the indoor, and the right? cosh came out. I have a picture on the phone. The cosh came out, and I just smashed his head against the steering wheel. Like, <laughs> he's all sideways, waved like, "What the hell?" The next, the next uh, restart, he yeah. gave me a lane, and we raced and became great friends after that. Because it takes that one moment. Just got to get You're Teddy Christopher. You're awesome. Yeah. You're great. You're okay. a legend, but right. I'm not gonna let it. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. I'm here now. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? It's my track too. And and it, ever since then, like it was never we roughed each other. Up. Always yeah. had, always gave each other lane. Always raced really well. And um, kind of ran second to Eric Rudolph like four times. Andy okay. J and Eric Rudolph, and then I broke through. Andy and J. Yeah. Broke through and won. And the Western was, New York guys you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Broke through and won one. And now hell, we're second on the all-time win list, yeah. uh, which is which is really cool. Um, it is big. Yeah, and trying cool. to trying to get that and try to win a couple more Atlantic City races. But you won a championship in one year. We won a championship in two thousand and seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, it's always weird because like the year changes. So I never yeah because you, you start right in the middle of it. In December, whatever in December. So I've been to some of the races at the Atlantic City. Yeah, they're amazing. The car turnout, the racing that goes on, and it's it is intense. Oh, because you're in this little and we used to have the Niagara Falls Convention Center. Yep. And myself and another guy used to announce the races, Kenny Angar. And it's like you, as an announcer, get so caught up and like as, but you're a fan too, and you're like, it was amazing. But tight little track. The, nice, the, the great part about that is like, because mm. I started racing cup like in the Cup Series at such a young age, I missed out on a lot of short track stuff and meeting a lot of those guys. Yeah. But with social media and everything, you get to meet those guys at those races because it's not just TQ midget stuff. Right. It's every race with Mary Hard Legends. Yeah, you know, exactly. in the Northeast, you're racing at sprint car guys and. Modified guys and dirt modified guys, late model guys, everybody, super late model guys from yep. Oswego. Yep. So that's what's really cool is like I have so many different friends from different backgrounds now because of that. Well, even the Superman guys like Joe Gosek, I remember him jumping in. Yeah. There. So it was like it's winter time. You want to race? Tyler Thompson. A lot of people go to that. The crowds are yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, quick comments here, uh, Tommy. Did you ever race at Bridgeport? I think you mentioned that earlier. I never did, but I okay. want to race there with Jimmy Blue at work okay. on his car. The old Bridgeport, the new Bridgeport is really cool. Uh, let's see, Bender. Would you rather someone who has changed tires? What the hell was that? Jump. 
Uh, would you have someone who changes tires or someone who knows what to do? Uh, I think you got to be good at both because you want yeah. someone who knows what to do when it comes in with a fender knock up, right. or you want somebody that can change tires right. and come and lead in. Right? Bender knows so, how to do Bender, that. Bender knows. Bender's taught me a should, lot. Yeah. Jane Sigler, favorite yeah. Ryan Flores saying, learn from today and do better tomorrow. Jane, absolutely. Jane has been, she's one of the reasons that I've been even racing today. Right? Really? Jane's been good one of, a good family friend and a sponsor for, for a long time. And so, great. Is that your model? What's what that? she said? Well, that's, I mean, that's. Just how you try to live every day. Okay, so the indoor racing, are you doing again this year at all? Yeah, yeah, we'll start. Well, I'm actually racing next week uh, in Fort Wayne. I got a ride through Lusaconi. Okay. Who, like, Hero became a friend, and he got me a ride. I'm actually teammates with Billy Weiss and Kenny Schrader at the Rumble in Fort Wayne. So I get that's, to go, where's that bad company. That's in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Is indoors or outdoors? Indoor, nice. full, full midget. Okay. So Tony yeah. runs. It's the one that Tony oh, runs. Oh, that's the right. Munchkin. Yep. Okay. So I get to go do that uh, next week. I don't know how I'm going to be at it or anything. And I just got done. I came straight here. I told Warren I'm going to work close. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't have any other Thrashing on the midget. Yeah, I work on my midget. Yeah, the joys. The joys. They kind of give me everything I need to do. Will you put a sticker on your car for us? Yeah. Yeah. We just want to be involved in that race. And we'll give you another beer for paying uh, actually, we'll do this. We'll let you plug your business, and then that's how the trade-off goes. Um, all right, so you're going to go there, and then that's indoors. Yeah. Schrader, that's a pretty good teammate. Yeah, yeah. And I then, mean, I hear he's good at beer drinking, so. Yeah. Oh, sure. the race Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah then we're race, race Allentown uh, the 8th. I think is the of January of January, and then yeah. December or the the last weekend of January is Atlantic City always. Right. So, so is it the only two? Where is it? Just to, just downtown Atlantic City. They run yeah. Syracuse in March. They used but to do that. I'll be That's in right. Phoenix. Right. Uh, okay. Right. The Syracuse March. That was the one right there. I remember which that. which I'd love to go do that and but, like go race and then fly to Phoenix. But you can't race on Saturday and be one hundred percent come no. racing on Sunday. Like the, the competition's too tough. Yeah, that's good. At least you yeah. know you can do this, and your priorities are you know you know your career is and that's good yeah um so how much talk, time we got left we got 12 minutes okay go ahead and ask yours um what is it the toughest part about those indoor races i mean as a fan you sit there and watch and like this is insane and you never really go more than five six laps on a caution is that fair to say sometimes when yeah. it gets long dude it's not yeah. fun oh yeah it's, it's like it's gotta be cold on. On. i have no power steering okay. i don't some people run it but i don't oh, run it because of the weight really yeah i just grab them let me i'll just yank it okay yeah, yeah. I'm a tough guy yeah, oh, yeah. so but it's like you're just like eep break yeah it's it's a lot like road course cornering okay. but the hardest part i think is is the same thing that's the hardest part with tire change and it's processing information in hundreds of a second yep. yeah right and that's like at the end of the day we have great athletes and we have not great athletes and we have all these people all these walks of life that change tires but the best ones can process a situation faster than the others so it's that critical thinking skill that is that that i feel like helps me hmm indoors because my day job i have to use it all the time yeah, so yeah, that's what seems to right that's what seems to help so here's Purdue so, and all those and, and, going. so can i can i well take this go for it the one lead nut yeah oh coming up on yeah, next year and and now we, uh i know you talked to some other whoever People. Something People. needs to be talked about with everybody right right now. well okay so you're a tire changer one lug nut do you hate it love it don't care Gonna just do it. Gonna 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 embrace it, and gonna be great at it. Or what do you what do you think? Yeah. So for 15 years, I've worked at Five Elements, right? Right. Uh, Everything about that, I've been a student of that for 15 years. Right. 
it's to go into one lug nut. The initial shock of it was like, this is going to be easy, right? But the we the, you're back to the grind. That grind, that same grind that I did when when I was trying to change five lug nuts at when Your I was trying first to time. you know the first yeah. time stand out there. You're back to that. Right. But you're 34 years old now, right? So your body hurts a little bit more. Are you as hungry as you are? You got to find that. And that that grind is what I love. That's yep. what I like about it's your drive. Like, that's what like sometimes it gets a little stale when you you, you know when you just go through the repetition right. of the season. But like right now, we used to leave Phoenix or Homestead, whatever the last race of the year was, and we wouldn't see the inside of, of Penske until January. Uh, now, now we're fit. now we're in there grinding right yeah, now because of the new car. Yeah, and what I'll say is like nobody loves that we're going to a new car, but nobody's gonna no. There's nobody in their right mind that wants to develop a big spring truck arm car, right? And right. We're, we're a victim of ourselves, right? We all take it too far when there's people having three or four truck arm left side truck arms a, a weekend, right? To maximize your skew, like you got to put your foot down. And if we want this sport to grow, we're updating as much as we're, we're updating. Like, it, like there's, there's, like I said, there's no manufacturer that's building what we're racing. Right. So we can be selfish, and 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 for us, we're only worried on the on the team side. We're only worried about one thing, and that's winning races. Mm -hmm. Give me the rule book. Let me figure out what to do, and then how to make it better. Right. And and you have to look at the sport and hope that they can see under the whole umbrella of it, and and look towards the future. Right. Now, five lug nuts with an aluminum wheel. So. There's a torque ring in a steel wheel. That's why you can get three or four tight or five, you know. Five lug nuts with an aluminum wheel looks like lug nuts recessed like you'd look on your car right. into a wheel. I don't want no part of that. I don't know if anybody else thinks they can do that in a timely manner, but I don't want no part of that. The the one lug nut deal... I we was, should explain that real quick. Yeah. What Ryan's saying is that that depth, that depth of that aluminum wheel has to be over an inch probably to make the five lug nut work on aluminum wheel right on our steel wheels that we run now that's that depth is only uh maybe a quarter of an inch okay. three sixteenths whatever so he's saying he doesn't want nothing to do with the aluminum wheel that has that depth that you would have to deal with <clears throat> to Got try it. and hit the you have to put your lug nut perfectly inside of a hole right the like putting your wheel on your honda yes right. or yeah so okay now so the one lug nut Yep. So one lug nut for the torque retention, you have to. That's what you have to run, right? It's not like we're trying to be like IMSA or try, like I think that that is like the short track racer mentality. Is right when you see something, you kind of freak out, right? Like, like this is ridiculous. But when I went to go do it at practice, I'm like, golly, it's pretty hard, right? The the torque, right. the the gun mm -hmm. is big, right? I saw and the like amount big, of torque. The side is huge, yeah, so like a big toothy, scary thing. Yeah, yeah and it's. The, the mental side of it, since you're doing one nut, your body automatically wants to go way faster, right? right? But there's still that control yourself, like you would hit five, control right. yourself, be smooth, get your movements right. So it's very, it's gonna be very challenging. All of our lug nuts are left-hand thread. All of them are left-hand So they're going the wrong way. As opposed it's to? lefty-tighty. No, really? Righty-loosey yeah. on the whole cup. Did but all that. the way around. But what they've done with the pick guns is your reverse valve and everything. Like, so you so see your pole, hit the button, it's they, all the same. They fixed okay. it so it's okay. the way they did it, it's all the that's same. That's good. Yeah, yeah, mentally, because that's, that's a big... So nobody leaves like anything loose. There's a lot there. of stuff. There's a lot of... like. There's mm -hmm. going to be some growing pains here at the beginning of this. But what's good, here's what's good, is in sports, in any sport, the, the, the highest level, you need... 
opportunities to be better or worse than your competitor, right? That's right. what competing is all yep. about. Exactly. And with this mm -hmm. stop, the good stops are going to be close. They're going to be tight, mm -hmm. but the bad stops are going to be really, be really bad. bad. So it's not going to be about going, it's not going to be about doing nine second stops every time. It's going to be about not doing 16s, right? So you're not having that thing come back you're down. Fighting like, the you're going to be doing about a 10 yeah. or, or a 12, you know. You know, do you want to do, okay. you, it's going to be how many stops you can do without a mistake. Yeah. But yeah. the speed, if you but if you try to take it easy, someone's going to smoke you. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's, it's hmm. the, the high level competition on pit road is going to be, as much if not more than it was with five lug nuts that's what i'm okay. that's what i'm confident about and that's not like a political answer i'm in there doing it in the right. trenches and that's yeah. what it's going to be are we going to wait on fuel well so i don't think so like at the races that you wait on fuel now right the texas or the michigan you're going to but with stage racing you know when you're you know when your brakes coming right. and so and you pit you, you don't care you don't ever you don't care about fuel and the tires seem like they fall off pretty good. Right. So you're going to short pit anyway. And you're Two starting. You're starting some, of that, down. some of that's going to rely on NASCAR, is what right. you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're starting with 20 gallons. Yeah. You're starting with two more. So I, I, I think the easy answer is go. Pit stops are going to be faster. Going to wait on fuel, but not all the time. You'll run that thing short. You run it. You'll run a short fill. Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Real quick. Uh, tell us about your business. Yes, yeah, so I started a powder coating business just kind of talking with... Because um, if you're not busy the, enough... The, well, the rear tire... <laughs> stuff had kind of changed in the race teams and you, you used to have to work in the shop to get insurance and benefits. Right. And then it kind of changed where they gave picker guys, you know, full-time benefits. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so I have an opportunity to maybe do some other stuff outside of here. And right. I started to got like a little refrigerator-sized powder coating oven and Randy LaJoy, court, you know, they needed somebody that could do their seats. Right. So I just started messing with that. Now I got a shop in Huntersville, um, fifteen foot oven and booth, and three right. employees full time. And really good. They're cranking it nice. out. Um, it's it's really good, and it's you know I take a lot of what I learned in racing, building a team, and you know how the, the times that I was treated good and the times that I left feeling like crap, and try to try to be that kind of boss. Right. That, you know exactly you, you don't get taken advantage of, mm -hmm. but you're only as strong as your team. Sure. And and these kids nowadays, my guys are from. Anywhere from 26 to 19. So I got like a 26 year old, a 23 so or 4 year old, and a 19. Well, you can teach them, but they also think different than we do right now. So sure. it opens my eyes up a lot to kind of their work ethic. Do an Instagram do. like that. But they're advertising your business at the same time. But it's it. Uh, what's it's the name of it? It's called Flow Coding. Flow Coding. Yep, and we do all kinds of okay. all kinds of stuff from the not fun stuff to the to the Ray Abraham all yeah, of the SRX. Yeah, SRX. Yeah, 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 we did uh, yeah. Ryan Priest's snowball derby car this yeah, weekend. We, and we also do awnings that hang on the side of a building. Yeah, that aren't that much fun to look at. But it's all. I might have some cables or something for you to do with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bender says uh, the days of the 69 chassis and rear ends and 15 inch wheels are over. Don't put your fingers in between the new wheel and the caliper tire carriers. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. The, the, what, what's crazy about this stop and what we've learned is, is and what, you know, what I'll say is the the tightness of the wheel was always my job. Right. Right. Make sure you get the wheel tight. You, yep. got, five, you got five nuts, don't leave the yep. house tight. Well, now it, it relies just as much on the guy putting the tire on your mm -hmm. jack man on the right front and your tire carrier on the left front that that's a flat hang okay. so that's what's been that's what's been a real big learning curve because it used to be kind of a throw and get out of there yeah and now it's a throw and hold and it's been it's been different but man i i gotta get it on the pins yeah now, right? we've got i've got a great team that's really open-minded wisconsin uh or wisconsin short track guy mm -hmm. changing rear tires yeah, he's, a ca he's a caveman but we love him and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as long as he gets the job done. Yeah, we have a great So, in your mind on pit stops this year, who's going to be the last guy 
Then who are you going to be waiting on? I, it'll be a lot like it, it'll look a lot like what you've seen okay. in the past. Because um, everything's challenging. Yeah. Like it's it's still it'll look to the naked eye. If you didn't know what okay. you were watching, put it in front of somebody that's never seen a pit stop, it would look exactly the same. Woman, just look at it. Okay, touch just curious because I was wondering with just the one lug nut how it worked. Uh, Mark Schmuck says this dude is pretty focused, neat dude. Uh, Kim, the cute girl upstairs, says, uh, "Do you powder coat metal furniture?" Uh, only for friends. So, <laughs> so, so yes, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's pretty cool. Um, hey man, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this has been very interesting. I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, we work together, but I really know yeah. you because you're always that quiet guy. But now I know why you're so focused. Now, what I learned tonight, you are a very focused, analytical man. Yeah, cool. and, and we work together. Good. I knew he's an awesome fabricator. And he's an awesome tire changer and a great guy. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you appreciate guys. it, man. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Larry McReynolds. In the meantime, shall we? Cheers. Good night, Dick. Dick. Good night, Dick. Dick. Get your merchandise. Merry Christmas. Best Christmas present ever. Swear to God. Two free stickers for every item. Okay. Night, everybody. Wow. Hey, another great show. Great Thank show. you so much, everybody, yep. for tuning Enjoy in. It. We appreciate it. We do this every Tuesday night. And Warren, I think the guests we've had have been fantastic. Phenomenal. And the people that are following us, we appreciate it. We're reaching 42,000 people a month. Can you believe that? And uh, we appreciate you watching. Right. And uh, We're having fun. Hope everybody else enjoys yeah. it. That's it. And this is just a fun show. Bucket of beer. Guys sitting around talking about it. So keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Check out our store and everything. But um, we appreciate you people. And uh, we will see you next week. Right, my friend? Yes, sir. All right. See you next week.